1: The challenge was being stuck in a real traditional profession that I thought I had to do because that's the traditional thing to do. You go to university, you take a a career and um, really sort of letting go of that fear and going into the unknown.
0: My name's Espri Devorah all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. I'm here celebrating the wonderful Women in Tech based all around New Zealand. Right now we are in the fabulous Queenstown. I'm sure you have heard of Queenstown on your tourist destinations. Yes, it is as beautiful as all the pictures. And we have Olivia with us. Hi Olivia. Hello. Welcome. I'm
1: glad you're enjoying it. It's uh, Do you think it's as good as people say?
0: Uh, yeah, it's the the color of the water blows my mind. It's that blue. Thing. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, You should
1: see it in autumn or fall, as you guys say. It's just the colors are insane. It's It's incredible.
0: And I find that having gone to several cities in both the North Island and South Island now, that uh, Queenstown is one of the most modern. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. And there's
1: all kinds of wonderful people who live here. I guess it's because they choose to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Although it's quite expensive.
1: It is. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Wait,
0: okay, I hear, I hear, and I don't want to get in trouble with all of New Zealand saying this, but I hear there's local prices and tourist prices. Is that a thing? Um,
1: I, oh, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> no, with taxis there is. Yes, yeah. but that's all
0: that okay. I know of. All right. all know. right. I, I was like, deal. this is like Cuba over here. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, okay, so tell us, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us about your company. Right, so um, I am the head of customer success
1: at a company called Automio. So what we do is we create lawyer bots. So my 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 past is I used to be a lawyer for almost 10 years and um, I've now landed my dream role because I've always had this obsession with tech. So it sort of started when I was... um, Five and my parents had a Commodore 64. Can you right. Know, Commodore 64. Yeah. So I used to play computer games and I was just obsessed. And I always, um, growing up have been really, really into like gaming and just tech on computers. I'm just, yeah. So it's always been a hobby and I don't know why, but I never sort of considered it a viable career option. I guess because it's something a bit different for women, especially. Um, But, so after 10 years in the law and trying to introduce tech there, um, I'd always be pushing the boundaries really. I was like the first person in my town to bring an iPad to court and um, stuff like that. Just, you know, trying to modernize a really old, traditional, quite boring profession, to be honest. So trying to bring tech to make things, um, to help, yeah, make lawyers work smarter. So I didn't intend. My text story is quite cool because I didn't intend on getting into it. It sort of found me, which was neat. So what happened is I was done with law 10 years. I decided to leave it and have a baby because it's just too complicated to stay. And I, I decided I was ready for something else. Right. My little girl was six months and I started getting these ads on Facebook from this company called Automio. And I, I looked and I was like, oh my God, finally, finally, we've got this solution for lawyers, something. Yeah, I, I've, I've, They've built something that I've wanted for so long.
0: I love so, that you were excited I, that you were getting targeted by ads. I know,
1: I know, because it was, I was just so hyped to find this company. I was like, and in, in New Zealand. So um, I just felt compelled to call them. So I contacted the CEO, which is this awesome lady called Claudia King. And so she created this software, um because as a lawyer as well she she was frustrated the right. way lawyers do things are really slow and inefficient and they need to get with the modern yeah. times so i gave her a call and i was like look i just i i have to join you i love what you're doing and she's like well this is awesome because we're actually advertising here. Have a look. And she sent me the role yeah. and it was perfect. Um, so yeah, so head of customer success and um, it's great. It was. How just, long have you been with them? So I've been with them for nine months now. So, so yeah, cool. yeah. And it's just, it's just been so amazing. Like having this job where I actually I'm thriving. I love it. And the culture is so great. So it's a real contrast to my previous profession. So we've got this um, woman who just, she empowers me all the time um, and to to do amazing things and to yeah so it's it's been great and did you say it's a remote company um so they're based in Taranaki and sorry so New Plymouth is where they are uh, that's in the n- in the north, north island, island. Yes, yeah correct correct <laughs> and i've actually never been there believe it or not <laughs>
0: I almost went, but
1: they were having a water situation up. There's a cyclone. Right. right. Yeah, that's right. So I yeah. So I get to work remotely here in Queenstown, which is excellent. And with the modern tech, I just don't feel isolated. I've I really enjoy working remotely. It's great.
0: I'd love to jump in for a second because it's a conversation we don't get to have too often on working remote. And how do you stay connected? I know that it's Feeling a part of a community, feeling yes. um, that you're not alone in your workspace, is a big deal, even for productivity. So how how does your company create foster that environment in a remote way? I guess we're always in touch
1: through the, through the day. So I'm a real social person, and I feel isolated quite easily. So I don't in this role, which is awesome. It's just been perfect for me, especially as a a working mother. So I started when she was six months old and it's been ideal because I I have that flexibility. I've got this – it's just so perfect. It really allows me to – do my thing and without... Yeah, I, I, I'm doing it all. But it's what great. team tools do they use? Do they um, use Slack? So we use Slack. Yeah. We're always and Hangouts. So we're doing Hangouts through Google the day. Google Hangouts? Yeah, Google okay. Hangouts. Yeah. yeah. And we catch up as well because we've got events through the country. So like just last week, I was at Law Fest, which mm. um, was sort of celebrating tech in law. And so we do a lot of in-person hangout, hanging out as cool. well.
0: So yeah.
1: It's and how cool. big is the team? Um, the team, so we have... Um, about ten of us in New Zealand. We have our tech team is in Bulgaria. So nice. I want to go there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's head up, headed up by a Kiwi over there, and um, we've got our marketing is a Kiwi in the Philippines. And
0: yeah, it's, it's quite. It's a truly global um, <laughs> company. It's awesome. And and what types of what types of um of customers
1: do you serve? Right, so our customers are lawyers and law firms and large corporate organizations. So basically what our software does is it, um, if you wanted a document, say for example an NDA, you don't want to go to your lawyer's office and sit there and say these are the counterparties, so on. Um, What we've created is a solution which can allow law firms to sell their own documents online. Um, So basically their user goes in, Fills out an interview. It asks a series of questions using smart logic, and um, and it creates a customized legal document for them.
0: So you're essentially a white labeling service for law firms. Correct. Correct. Yes. Saving them a ton of time. Yes. So they that's can charge awesome. their. Hourly yeah. That's rate. right. That's right. Yeah. So it's all
1: about. Um, using time. So, so humans not doing work that computers can. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And sort of outsourcing the bulk of that tedious data collection. And the lawyers don't enjoy yeah. that. They yeah. enjoy being client facing and coming up with solutions and working at a
0: high level. Yeah. So. And you mentioned that you first fell in love with technology when you were a young girl playing video games, yes. right? Yes. I found it interesting that gaming was in your house when it's not New Zealand isn't typically known for the progression of technology but yet it was very progressive in your household so I know. how did your parents create that environment and this for you? was like living in a
1: farm sort of in the middle of nowhere yeah. really so it's sort of, I'm just really lucky that I guess I've got really progressive parents and I think what also helped is I have an uncle who um, he's very generous and he when I was young, when I was about eight, he yeah. bought me a computer, he bought me a Hewlett-Packard, and it was mine. And so I got to use it as much as I wanted. So cool. And just having that at a young age yeah. was just – it's about that access, and that's what really fosters that so passion. So interesting. Yeah. I my dad bought me
0: IBM ThinkPads. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Awesome. It, it's, it's true. I never thought about it before. Yeah, It really makes a difference to have access to that kind of technology, even if you're not using it to the utmost level. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's like look at Bill
1: Gates and how he got started. He had that access to technology that it was very hard to get. Right. So,
0: um, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what it's all about is having that access at an early age. And what do you see as? What's happening here in Queenstown and the startup ecosystem and and fostering uh, the startup community? Right, well, we've got this great
1: um, Queenstown technology group. What's amazing about Queenstown is it's kind of, it's in New Zealand, but it's not really a traditional New Zealand city. It's sort of like a satellite city where amazing people from all around the world choose to live. So, for example, I've got one of our best friends. He works for Google and he works remotely. So he actually sold his company to Google, wow! how so it was the start, but he lives here. It's yeah. just amazing. So there's, you get to meet those kind of people that you wouldn't if you were living sort of elsewhere. So That's it's an Amazing little ecosystem that we've got here. That um, and you mentioned like that the the price um, it is expensive, but I guess that higher barrier to entry sort of brings you have to really want to live here. yeah, And um, yeah, so it's sort of, it brings quite
0: exceptional people, which is neat. So you mentioned that you have, now is it a son or a daughter? I've got a little girl. You have a daughter that's a year old. um, And I always like to ask, how do you balance being a driven leader and a mom? Right. Well, first of all, working remotely is wonderful. Uh, secondly,
1: is no, this should be first, is having a really supportive husband. So he, um, we've got a real sort of equal footing in our relationship. So he supports my career, I support his. And so when this opportunity came up for me to have the job of my dreams, he took some time out. So he stayed at home with her for six months. Yeah. And um, so it was able to, he, I was able to really go straight into it. I went straight back full-time um, when she was six months old. And so that wouldn't have been possible without the support from him at home. Yeah. yeah. So and he-
0: and I, I think that's so interesting because roles are – I don't know if they're shifting or they're becoming more abstract. And so can you give us guidance or insight of, of those of us who want to do the same – like? How do you, the power struggle, the masculinity, femininity, like the boundaries, like what's it look like to do that successfully?
1: Well, it's just about finding guys that have this, um, my husband's view is that he always says, what could the world do if women were truly treated equally? You know, it's just women are so unlocked in their potential. Yeah. And so it's I guess, I guess it's just about encouraging our sons and encouraging that in society to have that view, yeah. to really respect women and see them as true equals. Yeah.
0: And now I know that you're really passionate about empowering women and moving women forward in the technology space. And just overall, you're, you're, you spend your life in a way to – give women opportunities really what do you think if if you know people are in new zealand are listening from like a more official level what advice would you give or what suggestions would you give that we could do as a community to help foster um more women in the
1: technology space we need to um start it at a grassroots level so we really need to be encouraging to, you know I, it, it annoys me that tech is sort of seen as a male-dominated thing. It's not, it's not. Girls can be just as much into it and that needs to be introduced at a young age. So um, I was lucky to get that and I think it's really important to foster that in young women. Um, We are looking at, because my company, um, we want to foster the tech culture for women in New Zealand. So what we're looking at doing is setting up some kind of mentoring, um, yeah, women in tech thing because we really want to encourage young women to see it as a viable career option. I, I I, think, have you guys done hackathons here? We haven't. We haven't. I've seen that there has been some hackathons um, in Australia. It's something that we'd also be really keen to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: There's so many hackathons happening in Los Angeles. And I noticed that a lot of people, it's it's almost their gateway experience to dive into the world even more to kind of see what it's about and yeah. buffet sample yeah, right, right. <laughs> all the pieces for yeah. those of you who don't know what a hackathon is essentially a bunch of people get together to build a bunch of different products so you come up with the idea and then you build the idea and everybody um, joining a hackathon which is really an event you say what your skill set is so Olivia would say you know she's a customer success person or somebody would say I'm an engineer or I would say you know I host a podcast or <laughs> you know and but you bring all your talents together and then all those talents are contributed into building this product and and every team essentially has an engineer involved to build the technology behind it as well and uh yeah that's a hackathon and it's a great way to community build and and to learn awesome what
1: we have um at at our company automio what we want to do is sort of encourage something like that in universities so there's a real um thing here that young lawyers aren't being taught about tech Mm. And it's so important. Lawyers of the future are going to have to code. So what we want to do oh, is, yeah. Really? They will, absolutely. Why do you say that? Um, with smart contracts. Because if you think about it, um, it just doesn't make, make sense to have these physical paper contracts that people sign. Yeah. You can actually, with smart contracts, and we're moving into sort of um, using blockchain and AI. It's in our roadmap to do this uh, so that lawyers basically have clauses that can trigger, um, you know, like when yeah. you buy a house at the yeah. moment, a lawyer has to sign it off and fax right. this. Basically still use fax machines here in New Zealand Um, but it's just crazy so this can all be automated it can be controlled using blockchain and that's that's where it's going so um, yeah law firms need to start teaching these young people how to code how to use tech so interesting and um, that's what we'd really like to foster in universities here we've also our platform is ideal for My idea is to do a wider access to justice program. So basically, our our program, it's like this. um, It's a flow. Tree we call it um, flows, um, so it can be built to answer. It can give advice as well. So it can go. You can go down certain pathways, and it's perfect for people who have a problem mm-hmm. and they want to get an, a legal answer. Yeah, um, it can. They can just sort of navigate, asking a series of questions about their situation, and they can get an outcome. So we'd really like to sort of foster that as well. Some kind of access to justice program where all our statutes, all our law.
0: Are written and codified so that it can be used by anyone. Yeah. Do you know how, like, what was the motivation behind creating Automio? Like, what was the pain point that inspired the founders to Good create Good question. The company? Yeah. Good question. So, Automio
1: is a legacy project. So, uh, Claudia's father. So our CEO, Claudia, her father in the 1970s. A fellow woman in tech. Yeah, Yeah. a fellow woman in tech. Her father in the 1970s realized that every conversation that lawyers have with clients and sort of. You can basically map it out in, right. a, in a logic tree and but there just wasn't the technology back then to be able to map it out and so it's four years ago and um, they launched the first prototype and um yeah, so now we have this working platform that actually does this amazing thing and um, this is yeah incredible. Run by this awesome woman who's just yeah she's just she's called the lady gaga of the legal scene because she's just really shaking things up and she empowers me to do. Awesome things as well, and she just—we're just taking on. It's just women taking on this old, stale profession yeah. that's normally dominated by men, and we're saying, "Hey, we can do this smarter. Yeah, let's let's use tech to give clients a better service." And um,
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's really good. Hopefully, we'll get to feature her one day. That would yes, be amazing. She is great. <laughs> yeah. What's one challenge of Olivia that you've overcome successfully, um, and what did you learn from it?
1: Um. I guess the, the challenge was being stuck in a real traditional profession that I thought I had to do because that's the traditional thing to do, right, you go right. to university, you take a, a career and um, really sort of letting go of that fear and going into the unknown right. and being open to possibilities and then finding this great, amazing job that I'm so happy in. So yeah, it's that, that was, yeah.
0: How do you push past the fear?
1: you just have to just let it go, I guess. Just I, I do know. it. You just have to, yeah,
0: I mean, you just have to think, what would you do if you weren't afraid? I did this yeah. swing here in Queenstown. Awesome. Yeah. And it was terrifying. The swing is kind of like bungee jumping. They say it's scarier. That's not why I did the swing, but you jump off a ledge yeah. on a swing. Yeah. And, all I thought about is how as an entrepreneur and I'm like I have to jump off the ledge every to. minute. Yep. So just do it and trust that it will work out. That's right. That's right. But it's that insane.
1: It is. Like that's is. what being. That's in a this great, world it's is. a great metaphor, <laughs> but you get to unlock amazing things. It's um yeah, you just realize that the fear is just something that you make up in your head. And yeah. it's not real. Yeah. You can sort of do anything you want. Yeah. Most, most of times. Most of the time. Most, <laughs> most times. times. <laughs> Pay attention to your intuition <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But yeah. if you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think
1: that's a good, good point. It, it was.
0: It was. Yeah. It was. Cra- I, I literally thought about my identity as an entrepreneur and jumping off the ledge was the exact same thing. That's a really good analogy. Yep. Just terrifying. Yeah. 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 Can be risky, but rewarding. I think it's amazing that you push past. I don't think it's easy to push past fears. Like, it's I think really it's not. pretty remarkable it's that really you were able to do it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's right. But I guess I just got to this point where I was like, I just, I've got nothing to lose. I'm not going to stay in a dead-end career forever. Even though I spent a lot of time, and a lot of money studying law, yeah. I was miserable. And I had to find something else. And I knew that I wanted to do something bigger and, and better.
0: And I found it. I think that's really important for everybody to hear that that's a that's a a big deal that you spent the money already. You've already invested the time. You probably have this perception of what society thinks, as we all do with all of our life decisions. Yeah. And then you push past all those barriers to say, no. My happiness and fulfillment is the most important thing, and how do I get there?
1: That's right. People thought I was crazy. They're like, why are you walking away from this job? Why are you walking away from this profession? You're a lawyer. Yeah. But – I just know. If you, you just know in your gut yeah. that something else
0: better is out there. You just have to go find it. And I can see how passionate you are about auto- – am I saying it right? Atomio? Automio? Automio. Automio. Yes. yes. Yeah, I can see how passionate you are about working with them, and it's oh, really cool. It's so cool. It's just so good. It's actually you were talking about making, the mentorship culture. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, that's right, and it's really important to us. So we've got big plans. Our company is all about sort of giving back. Yeah. And, and it's so cool. Like just the other day, my CEO, she said to me, hey, Liv – just letting you know um, in case you want to have any more kids it's up to you but I just want you to know that I fully support you don't let the company don't even factor that in. That's not what our company is about. And she said, you know, just just whenever, whatever, just we'll always be behind you. And it was just just hearing that. It's just so cool, so empowering because in a law firm, that would never happen in a million years. You in get, companies, that doesn't happen. I know, I know, I know. You get made to feel real guilt. And it's just amazing to be able to be a mother and not wow. have that working mother's guilt. It's wow. just, isn't that cool?
0: It's just so empowering. It's just I've like, never heard that kind of ease in that topic before I know I know it was amazing um I would love to find out from from her in general is is how did she set up her company in a way to sustain whatever happens mm, so that the mm. team is supported in their own life decisions, and the company still operates.
1: Yeah, system. Yeah. Do you know? So, well, it's just it's just about flexibility. I guess she just wants to just make sure she's she's very much about family first yeah. and your personal life first. She said because I guess she is also a former lawyer, and we're all we joke about it. We've got this post traumatic stress disorder yeah. from being locked in this yeah. really rigid profession, and so this is sort of the anti the anti law. So <laughs> the, funny, um, yeah, the anti um, traditional court. It um, and it works. It is working. It's That's great. So cool. Yeah, Olivia, yeah. It's been
0: so rad featuring you. How cool. can people connect with you? Um, well, if
1: you look um, look us up on Automio, so it's a u t o m dot i o, and um, my email is Olivia at Automio. Perfect. Cool. Automneo.io. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, thank you so much for spending time with the Women in Tech podcast. You've been amazing. Are you on social as well? I am. I am on LinkedIn. and Oh, yep. perfect. All those cool. things. You guys can look her up. I will talk to you guys here. You guys see you guys in the next episode. Remember, you can connect with more extraordinary women in tech at the Women in Tech Facebook group. If you go to WomenInTechVIP.com, it takes you straight there. Bye. Traveling New Zealand featuring and celebrating amazing women in tech all across the North Island and South Island. I came across James with Werewolf and man was he helpful in connecting me to the women in tech community in order to enable me to empower these incredible women to move forward. So just passionate about women in tech.
2: My name is James Burns. I'm chief marketing officer at Werewolf, the app for venture tourism operators. I've had the pleasure of working for a lot of really smart women and uh, both in tech and outside of tech. And It's just generally been my experience over the last 20 years that there's not nearly enough women's voices in leadership roles in in tech companies. And so I just think it's important that we have that sort of voice. Uh, myself, I have two young daughters who today are four and six, and I wanna make sure that when they get to an age where they're ready to start their first company, that they have all the opportunity and support that they need. Werewolf makes it easy for adventure tourism operators, everything from skydiving companies and bungee operators to jet boating and rafting companies to go paperless. To handle the guests from arrival all the way through departure, um, check them in through a really beautiful custom branded iPad app, ask them a lot of key questions, take that data to build a customer marketing database. Meriwether was recognized by Deloitte in their Fast 50 awards for this year as the rising star one to watch. And as we move to the United States, it's really important that we continue to capitalize on the kind of growth that we've experienced over the last three years, and we're doubling, tripling size of the company annually. Queenstown is the adventure capital of the world. We have 150-plus adventure tourism operators just within a 10-minute drive of where we're sitting right now. Any activity you can think of you'd want to do, you can do it. Bungee jumping was invented here. Jet boating was invented here. I mean, there's so much that happens here. There's so much innovation around the adventure topic that we're really primed well to leverage that, and that's no better place for us to be based.
0: Be sure to explore more about Werewolf at getwerewolf.com. That's G-E-T-W-H-E-R-E-W-O-L-F.com. The Women in Tech podcast is an independent production funded by you, the community. To support Women in Tech, if you believe in the vision as much as we do, please consider going to womenintechpodcast.com. That's womenintechpodcast.com. And just click on the contribution link to keep this podcast going. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL, Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.